0: Okay, welcome to the Divorce is Not an Option podcast. My name is Stephen James Dixon with my wonderful host, Tamra. Tamra Conasola. We talked about It's French, right?
1: <laughs> Creole, yes.
0: Creole. Uh, it's a difficult spelling, too. It's, it's not that complicated. You got two S's in it, right?
1: No, it's one S, two L's.
0: One S, two L's.
1: You huh? are funny. Okay, let's get back in focus. Hey Terrible y'all. Names. <laughs> hey y'all. <laughs> hey y'all. Please be sure to subscribe and follow our podcast so you can be automatically alerted when we produce a new episode on iTunes, spreaker.com, Google Play, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And tell a friend and repost and retweet and send this podcast out to everybody.
0: Remember one time I called you and I said, "Hey, a person had a problem with me mispronouncing her name." Not really <laughs> you really see what I mean when I, and I said, that's my flaw. Like I know I have a flaw with I don't know why I don't, I really don't.
1: Some people are just really bad with names, but sometimes when you have like me, a name that is constantly mispronounced and that's my first name and now my last name and my old last name too. But, um, you start to feel like people just don't care. Yeah. I don't
0: know why I'm not good at it. I can't, like I know the things, actually that'd be a whole nother podcast too. Yes. Like I really have a really good idea. I had to talk to a client yesterday. I'm going to have to do that real quick. Anyway. Um, anyway. About just accepting who you are and knowing your faults. And this person didn't know his faults. Like he just didn't. And I was like, I know mine. And I know like one of my flaws is mispronunciation of names. And then another <laughs> my another one of my flaws is numbers for some reason. Like if you tell me um, you know, 32, 45, 58, like if I was doing a lock uh-huh. and you say 32, go 32 left, 45, right, 58. I'm not, I don't, I'm not good at that.
1: Well, you know, um, so self-awareness is critical. And what's funny is, um, I just had this conversation cause I'm the opposite way. If somebody tells me a number, I got it. But if you just tell me what, um, we gonna have for lunch, I'm gonna ask you three more times until lunch. So, but yeah, I think it's really important to know your faults, and um, and and you know, you're right. A lot of people just ain't self-aware,
0: right? And 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 real, let's hit that real quick because it was it was it was, like I really it was like a two-hour going back and forth of me saying, okay, you don't understand your faults. Let me give you mine, right? And mm-hmm. I really should have I really should have included in this. Like, I wish I had the notes from it. I got it somewhere. Well, I basically was running down like I know that I'm dominant. I'm controlling. I'm somewhat arrogant. I'm so, I somewhat know that I'm or believe that I'm always right, even though I know that's impossible. <laughs> like, I know yeah, it's possible, that
1: is not possible,
0: but I still think I'm always right. Um, I, I'm not really apologetic. Like, I apologize. But in my head, I feel like, OK, the only reason I got to apologize is because you did something wrong and you didn't <laughs> take it right.
1: So, Which okay. Really I, think, I think that's a homework assignment though. I think everybody <laughs> needs to write down their own personal faults. Don't think about your partner. Don't think about what's wrong with anybody else. Just write down your own faults and add to that list. Make it a work in progress. You may not get them all today.
0: Yes. <laughs> and that's a key. You, you may not get all of them today. And 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 I'm pulling it up right now actually because you said that. And 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 I kept sending like we were just talking over to I kept sending text messages because I would think of other things. So, so some of the other things I said, um I said I said I just I said I I feel like hold on, hold on, I thought I just had it.
1: Well, okay. So I know the whole name thing that drives me nuts. Like I will actually introduce myself to someone. I'll say, hi, my name is Tamara. And they'll be like, Oh, Hey, Tamara. Nice to meet you. I'm like, that is not what you just heard.
0: Okay. So what I said was I'm defensive. I'm prideful. Uh, uh, I'm unapologetic. Um, I do not regret not one thing I've ever done. How about
1: that? <laughs> That's a big one.
0: Like, I I recognize how big they are. Like, I'm not, I'm not like in denial about how ludicrous, but I just can't. But I stop and I think, what do I regret? Like, because I, 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 maybe I rationalize it too much. And I say to myself, I say to myself, I understand in the moment why I made the mistake I made, Mm -hmm. you know, or or I feel like I made the best decision at the time. But honestly,
1: that's an Oprah mentality. Like, there are no mistakes. She will say that um, because every action leads to where you're going.
0: I can explain everything I did. In the moment, I can explain everything I did. Like, like I'm just not that guy. You know what? I, I just thought of one mistake. When I was in college, I had a really good <laughs> one friend. One in your whole life. Just one. It was a really bad one. When I was in college, I had a really good friend. It was just my homegirl. Just who I was cool with. And, um, and she wanted to visit her boyfriend, you know, in some other city or something like that. And somehow I rented her a car. Okay, what's wrong with that? That's re- she drove the car to Florida.
1: Oh, okay. So your mistake was being nice.
0: Mistake. My, my mistake was being dumb. Like, why would I rent a car? But I was a freshman, and I, I don't know. I, I was just being maybe I was naive. Or, I was dumb. I mean, I, it cost okay, me a bunch so of money.
1: I get, I get that you know that is irresponsible, honestly. Um, but I don't understand why, out of your entire life, that's the only mistake that you think you that you came up with.
0: Because I cannot think of a reason why I did that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a good justification of why I would rent another person in college a car. Like, think about it right now. Like, that really, would you ever rent somebody else a car and just let them drive off?
1: That's how my daddy got my mama.
0: Okay, but I didn't have a relationship. No, just cool. no,
1: no, no, they weren't together. He actually, this is this is the story, and his his boys talked about talked about him so bad, but they got he got her in the end. Um, my mother was a freshman. My father was in grad school. Um, she had a boyfriend from home, and they became friends. Um, they met when she was moving in, and he was you know with the alphas. Alphas do a big move-in thing at UT every year, so the alphas were helping all the freshmen move in. So, um. She, um, becomes friends with my dad and, and of course he's interested in her and she tells him her boyfriend is coming in town and she's not 25, so she can't rent a car. And my daddy rented her a car.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. Your dad, go, go back and ask daddy. Did he have ulterior motives at the time? Yeah. Okay. See, I didn't even have no motive. Like I wasn't even feeling her like that. She (laughs) was just a cool chick. And she was sad because something was going on with her boyfriend, and she was like, "I can't get to him. I don't know what's going on." And I'm and I'm thinking like she go, like I'm renting a car in Dallas, and she's driving to Houston, and instead she drove to Florida in the car. So she <laughs> both faced lied to me, and so then I had to pay for the, to get the car back from Florida because it's in my name. You
1: had to pay to get oh no, that's crazy.
0: You see what I'm saying? And like and then thinking that's the that's that's all I got. Okay, I so you did this good. for
1: someone who was actually really disrespectful in using you
0: yes oh
1: okay i so you feel like your mistake wasn't so much what you did but how you got treated
0: no my mistake was why would you or rent a person yourself, a car putting yourself in a position to be mistreated yes why, why why would you just simply why would you rent a person a car the, um, it has to be no you don't really like it got to be life or death you know what i'm saying it's got to be like my my mama's dying and I'm the only the person in the world that can get, there's no Uber, there's no Lyft, there's no relatives, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no bus, there's no planes, yeah. there's nothing. Yeah. There's no reason to rent a person a car. Like, why would you take that liability? Like, like, and I, I'm the total opposite now of that. Like, I don't, like, if somebody came along and said, hey, you want to drive my car? I don't want to drive your car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm one of those dudes I got to have insurance now yeah. on all the rental cars and all yeah. that. Like, I'm... And I've never had a problem. I just except for yeah, that. Yeah, I'm one.
1: not that person. All right, so let's I bring this back. Let's bring it back.
0: What, wait, hold on. Wait, throw throw one of yours out there. What mistake you make?
1: What? What? Or or, or, now, or some of your self evaluation. Okay, so I was gonna say, my I don't have a problem admitting my mistakes. I would have a list.
0: <laughs> so
1: I don't have just but one. Wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. On the list, no mistakes of boyfriends. Oh well, that's all of them. Ah, see, that's, that's <laughs> I think that's just the same amount of ridiculousness that I got going on. All your mistakes was believing the lie that he told you. That's what you about to say. Basically. <laughs> basically. All of them. Basically. All of them. Okay.
1: And, and, and financial ridiculous. stuff, you know, helping him pay his rent or, yeah, yeah.
0: No, Tamara, one that doesn't involve another uh. guy.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: I got you. Yes. Was, you just think I was crazy. Come but on, honestly,
1: come on. I don't. Um, The only thing that I would say, okay, so now I guess I just got one, but it, for me, <laughs> yes, because all of my mistakes were all about <laughs> trying to chase after some little boy. Um, so. I really, really wish that I had gone into college with a different perspective. Um, and honestly, now that I'm thinking about and saying this, um, it's kind of a life it's kind of a lifelong theme, but um, I wanted to impress. I wanted an engineering degree that sounds good, but I didn't really think about what I really wanted to do with my life. Um, so if I could go back, I would have gone back and majored in something more artistic.
0: That's good. Um, I think about that, too. That's a good one. But I, it's hard for me to think that I made a mistake. That's that's tough, Tamara, because it afforded me a lifestyle that I enjoy.
1: But who's um, to say you couldn't have the same lifestyle
0: yeah, or better? That's, the, that's, all, that's always going to be the debate. Well, you know what? I could have potentially ended up at the same place. Mm-hmm. It would have been just a gang of years of struggle in between.
1: You know what I mean? Because like
0: as a teacher, for example, a teacher, a professor, or whatever, you know, you start out the first couple of years, you're not really making a lot of money.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I I think it's six and it may be six in one hand, half a dozen in the other, because even though we started out making money, I mean, like the conversation we were having the other day, you got student loans, um, you got, you you started big balling, you know, I got out of college and bought a house because, you know, I'm big and bad. Um, I mean, kind of ended up being a blessing that it was a house. So it was a responsible thing to get, but, um, I was young and I I didn't necessarily make the best investment choices with, you know, the house that I bought, but, um, you know, it's just, you, you, you know, you buy and I, I had a friend graduate from college, got a Beamer, like the day she graduated. Um. So, you know, you may you still making these big money moves with money that you think is big money, but it is not really all that big.
0: Yeah. One last thought on that. Um, When you said uh, your approach to college, I remember a friend of mine went to Wharton, which is like the graduate school mm-hmm. for uh, University of Massachusetts. Very prestigious Ivy League, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I said, hey, tell me what's the one Isn't thing you learned while you were in school? Pennsylvania. You're right. Uh, I- I'm expecting nobody. To <laughs> You know what I'm <laughs> You're right. Because Oh, so, yeah. Um, and so when I asked him, I said, what's the one thing that you learned in school? And he's an African-American guy. And he said that the white people were there. He said, he said, I went to school because I knew that once I graduated, I would get paid a lot of money. He said, that was the mindset of all the black people that right. I mingled with. I need with a degree to get school. money. I need a degree. I'm going to get paid so much money when I graduate. Boom, boom, boom. Right. right? He said, the white people and the white people, and many of the other cultures and people who came, you know, Asia or whatever, to study at Wharton came there to learn how to start a business. Yep. And he said, they're light years ahead of us, you know, just in terms of thought. Like, people don't come to America to get a job for the most part, you know, most of, yeah, or, or, well, we have a lot of people that's come recently, you know, especially with the, the influx of. Indian, you know, Indian folks for jobs right, and things right. for the IT. Because they don't have, a, yeah. Right. Because they don't have that in India. Right. But, you know, for years, people will coming to learn how to start a business. Mm-hmm. And even with, with folks coming from India now, the influx of H-1B visas, they may be coming for some type of ulterior motive, too, that we just don't know what it is yet.
1: I mean, they, but they own like own whole neighborhoods and um, grocers yes. and yeah, they're entrepreneurs. Um, and it's but it's anything like I, I had um, a friend, a Nigerian friend from college, and I ran into him the other day and he owns his own mortgage company. And I'm just like, wow, you know, and that's just, yeah. yeah, their whole mindset is you come here and you build a business.
0: Well, you know what? Ooh, we take this is a good sidebar though, um, and 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 really, it's a mindset that we've been in in, a, in America basically that you're supposed to work for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, like I like I never had a thought of being an entrepreneur at no point until after I had already invested in college to learn how to get a job. Right,
1: right, and that's just, I mean, what did you and
0: when did you ever start thinking about that? When did you ever start thinking about you know what this job thing may not be the best thing
1: so um, my roommate um after college, actually started her own business um I guess about five or six years after college mm-hmm. um and that was just like a, a wow, that was a light bulb to me that this is actually possible and um, you know, I helped her with her business and um and then, so I actually started um, contracting myself out. Um, but I didn't actually cultivate that and try to grow that into a business where I was contracting multiple people for the simple fact that I didn't like that the sales aspect of it. Um, but yeah, it, it was about five or six years out of college before it even clicked to me that this was possible.
0: And you definitely could have done that. You definitely could have built that business at the time that you yes, were thinking. Yes,
1: I definitely could have because I was making good money just contracting. Like I, you know, had a couple of contracts just for me. Of course, I was working myself to death. Um, but it was, you know, really like I was able to pay my house off.
0: The 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 mindset of okay, I want more. You know, like we we were so easily satisfied with what they were mm-hmm. giving us. You know what I'm saying? And I never and it took me a very long time, man, before I decided, you know what, I need more. Of this.
1: Yes. And we get so sidetracked with the shiny things. Um, So, you know, the Beamer or the bins and um the house. And when you realize you don't need that much house, you don't need, um you know, the, the expensive car and really what's important in life are not
0: those shiny things. And I didn't recognize that until I got, exactly. like I, was, and now I, got I got the, the four, note on. I got the you yep, know, I got the four thousand square foot crib. I got the Mercedes Benz convertible. And then once I got all that once I was riding around in a convertible and it got cold and I didn't to ride around <laughs> the top down no more, I was like, I really don't need this. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm really like and I had to buy another car because I ain't not want to drive my convertible in the winter. Because it, what's a convertible in the winter? You know what I'm saying? Like it's a wagon more or More and
1: more like, yeah, that I fun. am reading, um more financial advisors are saying the biggest financial mistake that people make are cars. Yep. You buy one car and you can roll that thing till the wheels fall off, you pay it off and you go years without a car note and um you if you invest that money, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars over years that you could have versus people who lease a new car
0: every 2 years. Yep. And the, and the thought behind that and when I st- when I first started my first business, I did a uh, medical recruiting and placement, and um, I made a bunch of money off off the gate. But then I I couldn't brainstorm enough. Oh, I was too that would be a mistake. I was too fearful to mm. get help to expand mm-hmm. my business. Like I I didn't want to take the risk uh, of having a venture capitalist. Like I, I I met venture capitalists and all that, and they could have given me money to float my mm-hmm. business while I was waiting on contracts to be paid out. And I was just like, "Nah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to give them half of my bit. Like I didn't have the, I didn't have the foresight to say, okay, half of what I can potentially earn is more than what a company would pay. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just, our fear of failure and our fear of um, not being in control of the outcome stops us.
0: I I fear failure um, and, and, and our inability to gauge risk, Mm -hmm. you know, and be, and I and, and then I learned that the more I communicated with my friends about things like, hey, look, we should not be working. We should leave our jobs. My friends, even the – and I got very smart friends, very well-to-do, all college-educated or educated in some fashion, and none of them really were interested in risk yeah. at yeah, all. Yeah,
1: that's totally normal. And that, that is what we're conditioned. I mean, the whole mindset, even things like you talk about um, – like we were talking about paying off a house, paying off a car – Um, and keep, and just holding on to your stuff, getting out of debt, the whole Dave Ramsey model, that is so foreign to people. Like people just think you're supposed to be in debt.
0: You know what? Let's keep the sidebar thing going. Tamara, tell people how you paid off a house.
1: (laughs) Um, so I was blessed. I will say I'm, I'm thankful for, um, everything I had and, and, um, and I did, I, you know, worked basically, um, two to three jobs at a time um they were you know well paying jobs because i was charging by the hour um but i took every single extra penny that i had for 7 years and put it in the house um as opposed to you know first of all i got a 15 year mortgage which afforded me a lower interest rate um but how did you know
0: to get a 15 year
1: it was actually my second house so the first house i got a 30 year mortgage so that's what you do Um, And then I started realizing, I started refinancing and playing with mortgages and recognizing that, um, you know, I buy a $100,000 house over 30 years, it really turns into a $300,000 house. So, you know, I grew up with, we don't give money away. So that was my whole thing. Why am I giving you $200,000? So that's my second house. I was like, okay. Um, let me look at other mortgage options. And one thing that I think is a misconception, sometimes people think, oh, well, if a $30,000 mortgage, I mean, a 30-year mortgage is $1,000 a month and a 15-year mortgage is $2,000 a month. And that is not how it works. Um, One, your interest rates are generally lower when you have a lower um, mortgage period. And um, so Whereas your thirty-year um, mortgage may be a thousand dollars a month, your um, fifteen could be twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollars a month.
0: That's what I was going to say. I was going to say exactly twelve fifty. Yes, that's what I was going to say. So
1: yeah. I'm like, okay, so you put in an extra two hundred fifty dollars, you cut off fifteen years of mortgage.
0: Yeah, man. Like, do you think like that is that what would, is that some kind of scandal or conspiracy? Oh, heck, yeah. Like, really? Like really, there should be because. no thirty-year mortgages. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it, there really should not be any thirty-year. It's, it's all it's all predatory,
1: what and what's crazy is they're moving yes. to forty-year mortgages now and 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 beyond. It is totally predatory. And then, um, you know, if you die before that mortgage is up, they get the house back unless somebody's gonna pay for it.
0: Yeah, and and, and then just to bring that, just to be very very clear for people who are homeowners. Go refinance your house and get a 15 year loan. You're paying. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait,
1: wait. Um, now look at, you got to look at everything and do all the research. It might not, um, with all of the origination fees and everything, it might not benefit you to actually just straight up refinance, especially depending on how far along you are into the mortgage. Um, Uh so you want to look at all the numbers and that's the biggest thing. Look at all the fine print, look at all the numbers and do all the calculations. But if you're already in a mortgage, I'm most likely,
0: just pay more. If you if if you haven't like, like for example, I owe like twenty three years on mine. Uh, next year I'm gonna go back get it financed down to fifteen years, and I know my payment's probably gonna. I'm anticipating my payment dropping than what mm-hmm. it is now. Um, but you're right. I was gonna correct myself too and say. That if you're already in a mortgage, you probably could just pay it as if it's a fifteen year mortgage, and it have the same exactly, and then um well
1: somewhat um it is the, yeah you'll parts. get some benefit, but um the other thing is that um mortgages are um uh you have to look at was well, a whole bunch of different things um as far as like how the payments are put towards your interest. Um, and, or excuse me, towards your principal. So, um, some payments might require you, if you're doing additional payments to actually call them and tell them, Hey, this is going towards principal. Otherwise they'll put it towards interest, which does nothing for reducing the amount of mortgage that you owe. Um,
0: when they put it towards interest, what does that mean? That just means like you pay January's interest. Like it's like, like, okay. So I paid November, December's around the corner. I call in, I, I pay my December payment. And then I sent an extra thousand dollars and they put that towards the January interest. Um,
1: That's a simplified way of looking at it. So basically, when you get your mortgage, they've already um, amortized how your interest is going to be like you're going to be paying. Okay, so if it's a thousand dollars, nine hundred ninety nine dollars, the first month is going towards interest. Next month is nine hundred ninety eight dollars and so you put send in an extra $1000 and they might say yeah okay so this month is $997 we're going to put that towards interest and then $3 towards your principal
0: and, and and really what i'm doing is i will pay my mortgage off a month earlier but i'm still paying interest on that extra exactly. $1000 that should went exactly. to the principal. exactly and i hope people follow so- me right now man so let's be clear again that that if your loan is a 30 year mortgage and we use simple terms, of course, if a loan is a 30 year mortgage and you pay a thousand dollars a month, that if you go to a 15 year mortgage, depending on the interest rate, your payment might only be two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, so
1: you can definitely take a look at the numbers and see if, um, you know, if, if it's doable, um, if not, you know, like we have a whole mindset in this country, like, oh, I'm getting a tax return. That's a whole nother subject that I'll get into. That I don't agree with getting tax returns in the first place because you're giving the government um, interest-free loans. But so then you say, "Ooh, I'm getting a tax return." You take your little three thousand dollars tax return and you go play with it. Take that three thousand dollars and put it on the
0: house. Oh, I would love to go down there too. Uh, (laughs) We just jumping all around because I think that's so important, man. And we don't have these conversations. I really had no conversations like this about one. And my mother has bought like four or five houses, but she still never had insight uh, of paying off a house or a type of loan. My mother's like, yeah, you get a 30 year loan. That's it. You know what I mean? And like, and now I tell everyone to get a 15 year loan. As a matter of fact, my brother's in the process of buying a house now. And I haven't told him well, that. yes. And, and also him. tell him
1: all of this stuff is negotiable. Like I just learned this last week because you know how you, you hear, um, if you don't put 20% down on the house, you have to pay PMI, um, um, which I don't know what the PM stands for, but it's, um, interest. Basically it's, um, it's insurance, sorry for them, um, that you're going to pay the loan. So, um, so up until you hit that 20%, they charge you PMI. Well, I just never even thought about it, but that's negotiable.
0: I I didn't know. So
1: you can say, hey, I'm giving you 10%. You have 10% and you have that I have an excellent credit score or you see that, you know, my payment history or whatever, whatnot. That's enough insurance for you. I'm not paying you PMI.
0: Another thing we could throw out there is when you're running your credit report, when you're doing things like that for for any type of interest rates, make people give you what they would offer based on you running your own credit score instead of other people running it for you. Like I think you could walk in what you want. If your credit report with your debt to income ratio and say, hey, what would you give someone who presents this type of information to you? Because what they always try to do when you go to a bank is say, let me run your credit. And I don't like all that. I don't believe in running my credit all the time or whatever. Dave Ramsey will say, why are you in the bank running credit? Yeah, that's true.
1: Because I mean- at the end of the day, Dave Ramsey says credit is a joke. Why do you need credit? If you have money, you don't need credit.
0: If you have money, you don't need credit. Okay, Tamara, also tell folks about what I tell all your business. So take a moment <laughs> if you have to. Tell people about investing and preparing for you know, okay. retirement. Okay, so
1: um, at the end of the day, your biggest asset is time. So, I mean, a lot of us, you know, we're getting older, and um, and it's getting a little bit scary. Um, so, no, you don't have as much time as you would have when you're 20. But um, this is great advice to give to your kids, um, so that they can start at 16, 17, 18, um, building up portfolios. But um, if you, I, I uh, heard Suze Orman say, if you put in a hundred dollars a month. From age 25 until retirement, you will have at least a million dollars based on the market, you know, just an average uh, market. I I think it's like uh, 12% or something. Um, So the market doing what it's always done over the last, you know, um, 100 years, um, you will have at least a million dollars. If you wait 10 years, I'm sorry, go ahead. If you well, wait you 10 years and start at 35, that million dollars goes to 300000
0: If you go from 35 until, until
1: retirement age, like 60, 65.
0: But see, that's, that can't be correct because you went hard for like 10 years and you met, you have more than yes, 300000
1: But, um, exactly. I'm, I'm saying a hundred dollars a month in this scenario, just a hundred dollars.
0: Okay, 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 okay. So, 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 what I would like to say is, let's say you know, because our listeners are not that young, they're really, really old. <laughs> just, just talk bad about it. And so, let's say that one of our listeners right now is forty years old with no 401 k. The most that you can uh, contribute to your 401k k a year is eighteen thousand dollars. If you figure out as a forty year old person how to contribute eighteen thousand dollars a year. For fifteen years, I'm confident you will have enough. Okay, for well, retirement. first of all, uh, how huh? confident I will be that. I said how confident will um, you be with that statement? I think Go ahead. Okay, Go ahead, so I say.
1: would say one um we need to be thinking about more than fifteen years. Two, um, when you hit a certain age, and I'm thinking it might be fifty, fifty or fifty-five, those limits increase because you're closer to retirement. So you can actually invest more at that point. Um
0: I think it's 55. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, I think w- the focus that we need to have, and of course, there are single people out there and, and it might be a little different for me. Um, even though I was single when I started doing this, um, one, I was planning for a family and two, if I did not have that family, I wanted to, you know, I have nieces and nephews and, you know, I wanted to leave something behind. Um, so I think that that needs to be our, Focus, And I, I think that's been the missing link um, for a lot of us because um, wealth, the majority of wealth is built generationally. Um, and so for white people who have, um, you know, who have ancestors who came to this country in sixteen, seventeen hundred, eighteen hundreds, 1800s that were given land, that land, you know, and those the wealth from that was passed on generationally. Um, and then you have the entrepreneurs who build these big businesses and are able to pass on Trump's Hilton's, things like that, um, able to pass on this wealth. And um, we haven't really thought about that. I mean, my grandmother just passed away and was able to leave something for all of her grandchildren. And I think that's amazing. That's not usual. So if we have the mindset of there is no cap on how much I want to invest because there's no cap on how much I want to give. Or leave as a legacy. So, I would say just max out. Yeah, I think you you, you could definitely within twenty years be a millionaire if you are maxing out your retirement contribution from now until um, from age forty to sixty.
0: So, if you are four years old and you don't have much of a retirement, don't panic, but definitely put in place a um, plan to sacrifice more going forward so you can. And, and, and I did something for the first time to you <laughs> that you always do to me. You went online when I when I'm just talking. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's funny. You guessed that when I'm always just talking and you go look it up. Like I'm like for all the listeners out there, it's often I'm just talking and and, and making up stuff and not researching nothing. And camera <laughs> just will look it up and say, "Okay, that's not correct." So I just looked it up and actually, you are right. At the age of fifty, you can uh do what is considered a, c- mm-hmm. a catch up contribution of sixty thousand 6, a year. So you can do eight, so if you're forty years old, you can do eighteen thousand a year until you're 50, and then at 50, you can contribute 24000 a year. And there's so many tax benefits to that. Like, me and my wife definitely, um, next Unless year, are starting. Well, not starting. We- <laughs> You're right. But we're definitely taking advantage of the 18000 for the 401k. We're taking advantage of the 5000 for the dependent care account that's tax-free. We're taking advantage of, of the 6300 or whatever for the health care benefits and all that kind of stuff for deductibles. We got some health care things we, like braces and all that we want to do next year. So I'm taking advantage of all those right. tax loopholes. Right. So
1: if you start now, you have time to definitely have a good little nest egg by the time you retire.
0: And that's good. See, I'm glad we went off on that tangent because I did not know about donating. Well, I I knew about it, but I I hadn't really put it into my plan of preparing for retirement that at age 50, I need to, you know, figure out an extra six thousand dollars, you know, a year to contribute. Yeah, because I mean,
1: one thing we have to keep in mind, um, you know, if you bought your house at um, 20, 25 um, by the time you're fifty, you should be getting close to having that house paid off. So you should have a little extra change to be able to put it aside.
0: You know what? And then, um, and 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 some of the things that that let's talk about. Let, let me talk about two issues. Miss Perfect and everything's <laughs> so right, even though you're trying to say you made mistakes. Some of the mistakes I made financially oh, you'd have found growing some mistakes. I make mistakes. Can I call them mistakes? We'll, we'll revisit it later. Um, but really, when I was talking about self evaluation, I was more along the lines of personal mm-hmm. self evaluation and not fi- and not mm-hmm. financial. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't yeah, know. Maybe okay. it's an excuse, but I can say now, yeah, um, your all yours is based <laughs> on dudes, so I don't know which is better. you perfect outside of dudes. You, you know what does that mean? Who's better? Who's better? <laughs> Who's the better, who's the better individual? All your mistakes is based on dudes, you know? And so, um, and so what I would say is one of the things that threw me off when I came out of college was I had a lot of stock, but the stock wasn't worth anything and the company wasn't paying dividends. So I didn't understand the value of Mm, keeping stock. Right. I've since learned that stock is about a seven to 10 year investment. At minimum. Right. And so like I was looking at stock over three, four years when a company was going up and down instead of, you know, looking at it long term and saying, you know, you know, maybe 10 years from now, it's going to grow well, and blah, blah, blah. I so your have two that, biggest that things you want
1: to think about, one, like you just said, is time and two is diversity. So one stock, you may have a awesome stock and that's great, but you may have a stock that don't do so well. So if you just got one, you're taking a huge risk.
0: Yep. Um you're right, and that's the mistake that people make too. Probably, I had bought a lot of stock. Mm-hmm. I was working at Verizon at the time, and and I was choosing in my four hundred one k to contribute to mm-hmm. the Verizon stock, right? And that's and if you're doing that, like Tamara's saying, you need to diversify. If you're working at AT and T or whatever, um, I would say definitely get you know a financial right. advisor to advise right. you on how to diversify your portfolio. I'd definitely say I don't know no more than what 25% on 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 the stock of the company that you work for. I guess unless you work for Google Facebook, and even that you know, is taking scaling. a
1: chance, you know. I mean, it's is you know, it's still up and down, so I I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket.
0: And then another mistake I made was once I got to a point when I had like maybe 25,000 or something like that in my 401k, um I would see like over a year I may have earned like a thousand dollars. And I'm like, man, how can my how can I continue to grow my 401k if I'm only earning a thousand dollars a year? Can we so, explain that? Um, that again,
1: if you diversify, um, that increases your chances of, of your money growing. Um, but back to what you were saying, it's time. So um, 25,000, you know, over the course of one year is not that much, but you keep contributing and that money grows. And generally a portfolio will double every 10 years. Um, so that 25,000 may have been 26,000 in year one, but it may be 50 by year 10.
0: Right. And and actually um, I think too, what what, what I would have needed at the time that would have helped me. If someone would have said, I didn't know that, that it will double every 10 years. But then I don't think it will take as long to double again. Like it might be cut in half. Like it like it's tough to get from like zero to twenty-five, and it's tough to get from twenty-five to fifty, but it gets a lot easier to go from fifty to a hundred, and then from a hundred to two hundred.
1: Well yeah, but it's interest. it's doubling. So um so if you think about like twenty-five thousand 000- to 50,000 in um 10 years. That 25,000 is a 100,000 in 20 years. Um and then it's 200,000 in 30 years. So, um that's that's a lot of compounding going from 25,000 to to 200,000 in in 20 and 30 years if you just don't touch it.
0: Yeah, um that's definitely something else. I think I would I was and really Now, to get off of the whole money kind of topic, really, I just didn't even have the mindset of to take everything back we just educated people on. I just didn't understand retirement. I just was like, I'm 25 years old like yeah. you want me to prepare yeah. for something. Yeah, I mean that, that is a, definitely
1: that? a hard concept that is um delayed gratification is a concept a lot of um younger folks don't have and and you know it's something we need to learn. I was blessed and you know you talk about me making all these great financial decisions. A lot of it was my daddy. My daddy just said, "Okay, put, you know, invest in your 401k, max it out." And I was like, "Why? I'm 23." <laughs> you know but I was like, all right, you know, I never had a check before. I didn't miss the money once I started, you know, putting it in in the four. And that that was the blessing for me was that I started at a point where I was going from zero to now I have a paycheck, so I don't miss the money. Um, I think that's the the difficult part that you know, if you're forty starting and you've already budgeted out and you have your bins, you have your four thousand square foot house um now it's like okay i got bills so you have to figure out how to rearrange your budget so that you can get um to the you know basically not have that money
0: you know what um i read a book uh i read um, mm-hmm. rich dad poor dad and one of the things that stood out for me in that book was when he said that your money the the money your money that makes money you use to play with, you know what I'm saying? So, so, so if I get if I'm making a hundred thousand a year, and that hundred thousand a year profits me thirty thousand, thirty thousand is what I can right. play with, not the hundred. And too many of us try to play with the hundred, and hundred's not making any money. So meaning you you know you buy a house, and then say you buy a house, and uh, and you set it up as a rental property, and you're getting fifteen hundred dollars a month on that rental property. And your mortgage is only a thousand. So that means your profit is five hundred. Your play money right. is that five hundred dollars, not right. fifteen hundred dollars. But see, I would say that. I
1: That's would 100%. say you don't have no play money until that house is paid off. Okay. <laughs> so so my thought process would be until you get that whole house note paid off, um, then there is no, you know, there.
0: Ooh, unless your, unless your husband has the same mindset, he hates you so much. <laughs> nah, we like, learn to be in the like. middle. It's,
1: it's definitely like, I don't know. And I thank God. Um, but I don't know where, well, I, I, I guess I'll say my grandparents, but, um, and my parents, but I, I even still, my parents, even as financially savvy as they are, look at me like I'm crazy. Um, because they'd be like, you have the money. And I'm like, I'm not spending it. <laughs> so so um, I don't know where all of this came from, um, this whole mindset. But um, at the end of the day, I want to be free. And as long as I have to go into an office every day, I'm not free.
0: Yeah, man. That's why I got to, too. Like, And really... And now it's even more complicated than that because uh, that's first level is be, is that you're not free because you have to go to the office. The second level now is job oh, security. Is no I mean, at any time, man, at any time. There's no such thing as job security. And really, I was talking to someone the other day about how 30 years ago, everyone had a pension. Then 20 years ago, everyone had a 401k mm-hmm. where the company was doing a full mm-hmm. match of 6%. And then five years ago, it went from 6% mm-hmm. down to maybe 3%. It's optional. So now, a lot of companies don't, is optional. Don't even have a, a match at all. You know, some companies don't even offer four hundred one k anymore. Well, maybe they offer four hundred one k. They just don't have a match. You know, um, you know, and so we're getting less and less and less, and and more and more. And are Social Security is gone. Like, are going. Company. And Social Security is gone. So yeah, so we have to figure out how to take care of ourselves. We really, and then I was thinking with my wife, like I was really this year because I know I'm not, I'm I'm settling down a little bit with with my entrepreneurial spirit and what I want to sacrifice and what I want to give up. And I was sitting with my wife figuring out our financial plan going forward. And the more I spend time looking at the finances, the more I learned that it has to be a long term planning session. You know what I'm saying? Like, Like we just talked about paying off houses. You know, what I mean, like, I really got to think in terms of, okay, I want to pay off this car in, in this time, you know, in two years or three years. Here's all the things I want to pay off in this time. Here's what I want to invest. Like, I'm really trying to plan out the next twenty years for real. Yeah. You know, with my wife right now. And a Yeah. Lot of us no, don't I think that's that
1: really, really excellent and really, really necessary. Um, but I would like to say we're about to run out of time, so I wanted to hit um, the big stuff, um, that we were trying to talk about as far as what's going on today. Um, like, I mean, I'm just, you know, (laughs) they were talking about, um, Matt Lauer and, um, you know, and I'm not like totally, totally shocked. Uh, by this but I mean just like it's just every day it's it's inundated with somebody Bill O'Reilly Harvey Weinstein I mean Donald Trump Roy Moore Charlie Rose it's just and then all the dude from NPR <laughs> did you hear that um no, I forgot his name um but yeah um it's it's a lot
0: Right now, I'm watching CNN, and it's, it's some reporters following some brothers. And so as we get off this podcast, I need to follow. I need to find out who these brothers are that they're following, because it's probably something. You know, they just live reporters following three, two, two black guys and a white guy that, in suits. Like, what? I don't know if they're in Congress or what it is, but I'm going to figure out, yes, I, I'll let you know. I don't know what it is. Just live right now. I'm watching it on CNN. Um, and this also, can you go ahead and can we go ahead and settle the debate, you know, our <laughs> long 10-year debate? Uh, you gotta right, get up. You, you know win. What I'm saying? I really,
1: I mean, I really don't think people respect the women's sex drive. Like, I really think that we always talking about men's sex drives, and you know, I mean, I, I you hear more and more about couples where you know the man is not trying to give any up, and you know, and and women leaving men or cheating on men or whatever because they're not getting enough. So I I felt like we were disrespected, and our sex drive was disrespected, but. You know what though? I'm not gonna I don't think I'm gonna say you win. I'm gonna take that back. Yeah, I'm gonna take that, back. Yeah, I'm gonna take that Because I'm not thinking so much about sex drive, it's about stupidity. Women have enough sense not to get caught.
0: Okay, so our long standing debate is that I feel like men will sacrifice more and take more risks. To
1: okay, be I will. I will.
0: I will. Satisfied. I will say that you want and, that. If, if you put it that way, then yes, yes. Because <laughs> we get caught. We do it. I mean, they say Matt Lauer. They got Matt Lauer on, on on video or audio telling women to bend over. You know, in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Like bend over. oh I like that. That's a nice look. You know, it's just. I mean, just come on, man. Like you cannot do. Th- and with what, sad tools, I was having you know conversations with you know some guys earlier. And I had to tell them, like some of the guys were like, Man, yeah. they're really coming for dudes. And I was like and I was like, No, this is real. Like it's not like I I believe the women. You know what I mean? Like dudes with power have no idea, like they they're just not real people. Like they're not Dudes with power and money. Yeah. You make, Matt was making twenty five million a year.
1: But I mean, that's so that's you, the whole you thing. Do you you do just it? have this concept that you're untouchable, so you can, okay, so you can just do whatever you want to. But this guy, okay, Garrison. Um, I don't know if it's Kayler, Kyler. I don't know, but anyway, so that's the guy from NPR, and uh, you know, apparently a lot of people know him. Um, I don't think so is that a black man? um but the uh the the chief of NPR's newsroom also uh, earlier this month um
0: was gone for sexual harassment it's everybody huh yeah i got to figure out who this is that that they following man but yeah it's tough out there man uh all the women that have gone i actually had a friend go through it. sexual harassment at work um she talked to me about it okay oh, well Oh, let me tell mine. You can tell yours if you choose to or not. Um, uh, she uh, actually filed to, you know, with her, uh, HR, sexual harassment. Um, she was getting sex harassed by the boss. The boss, through nepotism, had oh, wow. a father who was higher up in the company. Um, and, and six months later, they figured out a way to fire her. Like, they sent her home, you oh, no, since you don't have to work. Since you work with him every day, oh, you can wow. work from home so you don't, you know, have to feel like, you know, every day you have to deal with it. And so they sent her home and basically the story became because she's at home, she's not a producing mm. on the job or something like that, you know, and got rid and of that's it. That's the world we live and in. Well, really I happened.
1: mean, mine was, um, we had um, a costume party at work and um, I was like Diana Ross, a so big hair um, and kind of a fitted dress. Um, and so, and this was when I first started working. Um, I was about twenty, twenty five, twenty six, and I had no clue what to do. But my manager, just you know, um, had been drinking and came up way in my personal space and was like, "If I had known all that was under there, I, I might have found a different position for you."
0: Yeah. Wow, Why, guy wow how did the relationship? I, I did i i had um let it go
1: you know like at that time i didn't know what to do i was trying to move up in the company i was you know not trying to rock any boats and um thankfully i was on a project where i didn't have to see him every day um so i just avoided him as much as possible and left it at that um but i was just saying i was in a bad position that... altogether ahead, i was working for a client in peoria illinois in the middle of nowhere um and the, you know it was just all old white men, so I just felt like I couldn't tell anybody.
0: The thing too uh, that I tried to tell some men was that women don't actually want to relit. Like people always say, "Well, why didn't someone say something about it earlier? Why didn't you say something about it ten years ago? Why is it just coming up now?" And I had to say, women no. don't actually want to. They just want to pretend it didn't happen. How and they keep were it traumatized. Moving. You know what I'm saying. Like a woman doesn't really want to go to someone and say, Hey, you know, a guy grabbed me by my breast or my bottom or it was in my personal space or, you know, offered me something and I felt horrified or, you know, women don't want to communicate. They don't want that to come out of their mouth. Like, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I last thing i leave a minute is just, I challenge you to just think about that. Think about if someone sexually harassed you. Would you? but want see that's the thing i think as a racist? man
1: you're you don't have the same mindset even if you think of it as well if it happened to me yeah i would tell somebody or or men think you know i just punch him in the mouth um so it's just a whole different thing for women okay
0: All well right. out. um
1: what am i supposed to say Thank you for joining us this week. Be sure to subscribe and follow our podcast so that you can be automatically alerted when we produce new episodes (laughs) on iTunes, Freaker.com, Google Play, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And don't forget to retweet, repost, share, tell a friend. We appreciate you. Bye.